grab a beverage or two We got professional guests with lots of stories for you So take a seat right here And join us on Careers Over Beers Alright, welcome to Careers Over Beers podcast, ladies and gentlemen Thank you for tuning in This is uh, episode 51, I believe, and I have a barber on the show today That's right Tell the world who you are, sir. All right, guys. I'm Braden Oakleaf. I'm also known in the hair industry as the men's hairdresser. The men's hairdresser. That's right. Yeah, that's, that's your right. handle on social yeah, media, right? Like on online and uh, throughout some parts of the hair industry. I used to, I used to educate. Uh, so, like, I would go to trade shows um, and do like presentations on different men's haircuts throughout the United States, and then I would also go to like salons and barbershops and whatnot really teach the same stuff yeah uh, just in front of a smaller crowd i did that uh under a company american crew which is is that it, the c-r-u-e uh, company no no it's it's just american crew like c-r-e-w yeah uh, regular they're the, they're the biggest men's hair brand in the world um they brought me on. At, they have everybody. There's like 30 of them, I think, in the United States. They brought me on when I was, I was had just turned 21, maybe. Uh, and they're all like 1099s employees, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they uh, they find accounts for you to. You have to reach out to all these accounts, and then you travel wherever it may be. Me personally, only in the United States. Other people throughout the world, and yeah, you just go uh, educate. In a gist men's hair and you do like a present like a demonstration on a men's haircut kind of talk to it uh that was like in little clap you do that in front of little classrooms you also Mm -hmm. do it in like i've done it in front of big ass crowds really yeah like three to five thousand people or so i didn't even know that was a thing yeah i mean it's just like most industries there's trade shows you know what i mean uh in in the hair industry the trade shows are i don't put this they're kind of a big party um I mean, most everyone you know that does hair, I'd imagine, you know, they like to party. They're kind of a fun time. So you go to these trade shows, and there's a bunch of different brands there, like vendors and whatnot. There's also, like, a stage where there'll be different brands, even, like, personal brands, uh, like, just for just a guy, like, teaching a haircut mm-hmm. that's grown his brand strong. Uh, and, yeah, you just go there, and you, you teach – like when you're working for American crew, you teach kind of their method and their methodology, all that kind of stuff. I didn't even know this was a thing. Yeah. Yeah. Most people don't, uh, yeah, you unless just... you're in hair. Um, most people don't, but yeah, it's, it's basically like, f- like if you compare it to any other kind of industries, it's just a trade show basically. Okay. Uh, it's just, just like any other person would with like a landscape business or exactly, something. Yeah. It's just a little bit more of a party in that sense. I didn't know hair people were that fun. Typically, yeah. Really? <laughs> I, I don't. I, I've known a few that aren't, uh, but I mean, I've been I've been in the hair industry almost nine years, and I mean, uh, damn near everybody I met's a pretty good time. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. There's some people that are a little bit older in the game that are kind of on their way out. They're not quite as fun, you know. But yeah. For the most part, yeah. Most I guess I've just never fun. really been in a group of hair yeah. people before. Yeah, no, it's it's a fun time for sure. <laughs> so you were obviously cutting hair then before you started doing these shows and stuff? Yeah, uh, so when I, I was in hair school, I want to say like 2014, uh, Instagram was relatively 
not that popular. It wasn't a thing like, like it is now. People were posting pictures, but it was more or less like, I mean, we all remember when Instagram had, you would post a picture and then you'd put a border around the picture. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. It wasn't what it is today. There yeah. was no video, anything like that. Anyways, like 2014, I was in hair school and I actually went to a cosmetology school. So I started, I learned women's hair before I learned men's hair. Mm. Um, but when you're in a hair school, you try to get people to come in and see you to, you know, just get better whatnot. So you don't sit around all day. Right. And I was in a school full of women where I was the only guy. And, you know, everybody I would bring in is guys. Yeah. So I just was learning on men's hair mostly. I was getting pretty good at women's hair, but like uh, it was pretty apparent where my skills were at naturally. And so I started, uh, I started taking photos of some of the men's haircuts I was doing and posting them on Instagram, which, you, you know, you hadn't seen much of that as far as the hair goes at this point and i started really like getting clients to come see me while i hadn't even had a license yet i was in hair school oh yeah and and in hair school you guys like practice on people you're learning yeah people come in and get when you you come get a haircut at a hair school you gotta sign a release form saying (laughs) you know that this person that's cutting you is not licensed which is you know, most of the people that came in knew me fairly well. well at least it's men too. Like they can just buzz it if they have to. Right. A woman's yeah, yeah. hair, you're like, oh, you might yeah. ruin her life for a year. <laughs> I may have a few of them. Have you, you? Know, you know, I want to hear yeah. about those. Well, uh, nothing terrible, but I really was like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I want to do men's hair. And there was a guy that had came to the school, and I can't even remember his name now, but he had been working for American Crew as an educator, and he came to the school to do you know, to teach a class, he did a demonstration and I'm sitting there the whole time. Like, and when, when I saw the finished product, I was like, I was like, I could do that. Yeah. And, um, you know, I was like, I think that's what I want to do. I mean, I, I liked, uh, cutting hair behind the chair. Like I enjoyed it, but I was like, there, I know since I know now there's more that you can do. It's like, you can be an artist with yeah, it. Right? I want to shoot to the top. That's, yeah. that's what I like to I try to be the best at everything I can do. And when I saw that, I was like, that's what I want. So I started focusing on that. Uh, long story short, basically, American Crew ended up reaching out to me uh, to see, like, they saw some of my work and they were like, "We like your work." They knew I had training from American Crew before. They invited me out to Miami for a week with like forty other people. No shit. And then we get there. Everybody's been doing hair there for like 10, 20 years, you know. Yeah. And I'm sitting there like, at this point, when they invited me, I'd only been licensed for like seven months and i was just like okay bring the a game yeah you know? <laughs> and i did they ended up inviting me to where they invite me they invited me to new york and we sealed the deal as far as signing a contract to become one of their educators and it was kind of off to the races and you know i was doing more of that before i was even cutting behind the chair like in a salon no or shit. a barbershop yeah it always amazes me when i talk to people like you guys to you know because when i think of a barber i think oh this this person that just opened a shop and they mm-hmm. run solo you know and it's cool to hear that there's like a community and events and like there's this whole group yeah. that for sure and their like, people thankfully the internet has exposed that um because it's a really cool it's i i, I feel that the hair industry is like a super cool industry tons of artistry you know tons of just creative people everybody needs a haircut yeah, right exactly yeah that, that, that's never going away every human <laughs> yeah and then then you learn there's a lot more to it like 
how do people continue to get better at hair by learning from other people? Uh So that's where these trade shows come in effect. That's where salons like reach out to bigger artists per se to come to the salon, teach what they know about business, hair, et cetera. You know, it's a, no, it's a, it's a very cool industry. I've been in it about nine years now and yeah, I've had, I've actually had quite a few ups and downs too. Some uh, deep, deep downs and some pretty high highs. Let's get into that. Actually, let's get yeah. into this rosé yeah, yeah. first. So I forgot to here? open this at the beginning. Um, Cali Rose, 19 Crimes. Wait, oh, yeah. Oh, it's rosé, right? Yeah, rosé. So you're a wino, huh? I am, yeah. Yeah, I I, uh, I I grew up in a household where, you know, my, my parents were also a fun time. Is that uh, right? Yeah. Lo- but long story short, I... Uh, I went to like a wine tasting event one time and I hadn't really ever been into wine previously. Uh-huh. And uh at the wine tasting event, it was like a charity and I I had I had a business at this point and my my business was sponsored well one of the sponsors of the event. I was like, "All right, we'll go." And anyways, we got a little tipsy Just on the wine it, and I yeah. was like, "Man, I like this stuff." And there's a lot of tons of different wines. Rosé, I like like it's like a summertime wine. It's a little it's a little light crisp. You know, I'm going to be lighter. completely honest. I've never had rosé, I don't think in well, my let's life. Let's take a drink. Cheers. Let's take man. a drink. Yeah, cheers, sir. Oh, yeah. So it's a bit like sweeter mm. and stuff. It is uh, sweeter. It's light. Yeah. Um I wouldn't call myself like a wine expert, but I would probably say it's my like drink of choice for yeah. sure yeah wine is a fun drunk yeah when you get drunk off wine you oh, know yeah the hangover yeah. is not the best the but hangover, yeah the next day is a little rough i can mess around with some wine yeah, yeah. for sure for sure <laughs> i was trying i was laughing because i'm like you know this barber that's coming on is supposed to be this manly like yeah. men's cuts and he's think, drinking yeah. rose yeah <laughs> kind of funny yeah but i bought the, have you ever had this? this is the 19 crimes cali rose with snoop dog on it i haven't had this uh rose but 19 crimes actually makes it quite a few different wines like cabernets merlot stuff like that yeah I, i've had quite a bit of them i have too i like 19 crimes yeah. a lot. that's why i picked this one yeah no it's a good it's a good pick for sure yeah good stuff yeah. got snoop on the face of it right here yeah he's on i think a couple of the bottles of 19 Crimes? Yeah, of 19 oh, Crimes. Really? Yeah, they must have a deal or something. Can't, Snoop Dogg's a guy everybody likes, man. You can't go wrong putting him on something. Yeah, yeah. He's just globally marketable. Nobody's going to ever know. be like, I'm not buying that because Snoop's on there. Yeah, yeah. Correct, <laughs> correct. Yeah, You know his face and voice when you hear it and see it. Right. Well, speaking of social media and stuff, I think that your industry is definitely one of the biggest ones that's been influenced and benefited from yeah, social media because for sure. you go through TikTok or Instagram Reels or any of that stuff and you always come across barber videos where people are doing these clean, fresh cuts, you yep. know, straight razor in their beards and all sorts of stuff. Yeah. And that's actually how I found you is my cousin is Cole Weatherby. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I saw him post something of a you giving him a haircut yeah and i was like damn this guy's good i gotta get this guy on my yeah, podcast for sure because i've been wanting to talk to a barber for a yeah. while so kind of my method always like in a basic sense has been even like right now i'm really moving towards doing like reels so like you know nothing more than 30 seconds yeah. of like a before shot um and then a few like you know, little shots of me using the clippers, mm-hmm. shears, whatnot, and then a finished shot. For a long time in the hair industry, it was 
I mean, just pictures of finished haircuts. Oh, yeah. Which was great at the time. You know, like you take pictures of your work and you grow and you like when you're growing and you can learn from your photos and stuff. However, it's just, you, you know, the photos, people don't engage with them that much anymore mm-hmm. since TikTok came out. So I've been recently like teaching myself how to edit videos, um, do the videography. And it's you know it's such a visual industry i mean think about it you go to a a barber and or a hairdresser to look different to look better typically you want to walk out of there and feel clean right look at me it's it kind of goes hand in hand like the marketing with photos and or videos because back in the day when we were kids all you had was a magazine there on the table with pictures in it you pick one exactly yeah and now i have clients that come in and show me Uh, I mean, I have tons of pictures of haircuts. They show me pictures of my haircuts, like, you know, on different people that they want. And, you know, the people I typically choose to be in the videos or photos are people that have good hair, first and foremost, and then also have, you know, a face that's not hard to look at. Yeah. You know what I mean? You need that cold weather beef face. Yeah, yeah. You you do need somebody good looking at the end of the day. Like, it may sound shallow, but (laughs) it's just the truth. You don't want somebody. I'm not going to have, like, I'm just really, I'm not going to put, like, (laughs) just a troll. Call somebody out. Call somebody out. I won't yet. Uh, We might get there. But um, you want that hunk, that cold weather beef face. Yeah, yeah. You You do need a good face, though. And you also need, like, the quality, too. Um, and I, I – so I'm not with American Crew anymore. I want to definitely say that. And my non-compete is up. So now I educate for myself uh, through the Men's Hairdresser LLC. And when I go and teach classes – and I, I do prefer a smaller, like, more intimate class. I feel like uh, the people that buy the tickets to that – they just get more out of it than if I was going on a stage with a microphone. You know, mm-hmm. I can't answer all the questions that way. In a smaller, intimate class, you know, that's something I preach is uh, Instagram is, I mean, it's a necessity if you're coming up as a hairstylist. Sure, yeah. It's, 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 a, not it's a very even, powerful yeah, tool. It's not even negotiable. That should be, it, like, that should be a skill you have. Is that in your class? Yes. Day one? Day one. Get an Instagram. Oh, that's one of the first things we talk about before I even get into the haircut. Really? Yeah, I mean, because you can't get anybody in to do a haircut if you're if nobody knows about you. True. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. And you know when I came, so I came up kind of weird. Like I came up with American Crew, you know. Yeah. Tell me how you got started doing hair in the first place. So I was, uh, I had graduated high school. Not I didn't know what I wanted to do. I knew I I knew I wasn't going to college. I knew I wasn't doing that. Um, and I just started working construction right away. I knew something with my hands. Like that's kind of, I'm more of a visual learner and Mm -hmm. I was like, I can learn that quick. I didn't have any business aspirations or anything like that. And then I was, I don't even know who I was talking to, somebody that did hair. And I was like, I could, I could be a barber. And I was, I was living out in this small town at the time and I would drive every morning on the way to go work my ass off at this construction job. Yeah. I would drive by this like old school barbershop, like old school, small town barbershop. And this old guy was just sitting out there every day, just, just chilling on the bench, smoking cigarettes. And I'm sitting there like, that could be me. I could do that. You know what I mean? And then I'm like, you know, and I'm good at talking to people always have been social and stuff like that. I'm like, that could be the move. The more people I talked to that actually were in the industry were like, 
oh, no brainer, do it. Yeah. And so that, that basically, that's it. That sent me there. And, you know, it's easier to like something when you're good at it, right? And uh, I was just immediately good at it. Not everybody is. And it does, a lot of people, it takes time. Um, but for some reason, I just, I don't know, I just had the feel for it or maybe like the like the taste for it if you will yeah there's something to it like when i talk to people like you who are very precise and you love your precision lines and things that look as as a barber you need things to look as clean as possible mm-hmm. that's kind of something you're just born with you know that's not yeah. something you really teach i wonder yeah i wonder that too i like i said i i had it right away um i think like as i progressed in hair i I would, I, you know, always looked at other people's work. Like I'm a fan of a ton of barbers, a ton of hairstylists. And I love looking at their work and being like, Oh, I like that. I would have done that differently. Maybe, you know, like being a a hard critic on yourself is very important. And I have always been. And so I think that that also drove me to be better. When I was taught how to do hair, I was only taught one way. And it was like, this is the way or the highway. In school? Yeah, correct. And I would like, man, I would look at other people's stuff and I'm like, why am I not as good? So uh, to break it down, like I was really, really good at like cutting hair with shears and then styling it. I was ass with the clippers. Really? Yeah, I really was not great at doing fades, but I did make up for it with the other stuff like customer service with... Uh, sheer work with the styling work you know all that kind of stuff and that that went on for years and I was known I, I started getting known more online for like m- like the cool styles yeah. if you will like yeah. whenever that started coming into play and I would always look at the clipper work on the photos and be like oh that, that looks like shit you know yeah, and yeah. <laughs> I'm sure other people did too but whatever and uh man once I once I started educating I, I, you know, you kind of have free reigns. You just got to stay within a parameter. And most of my classes have always been about more or less like customer service and teaching your client how to like style their hair because I can do the coolest haircut on somebody, but if they go home and they can't style, and they can't it style back themselves, up, what's the point? That's what you I know, was really walking, bad about. They're walking billboards. Yeah. And if, you know, if, if they can't make it look like you can, you've failed. I'm really bad about that, styling yeah. my hair. Like, I just, I'm better off with shortcuts, you know? Yeah, for sure. And luckily, I joined the military right at the same time fades became a big, perfect. are so popular. Yeah, perfect time. So I'm like, holy shit, everyone's yeah. rocking my haircut that I yeah, have to wear. <laughs> for sure, yeah, perfect time. Yeah, those, the short fades came into play, and I had left crew, and the short fades were in. And I was really, like, teaching myself um, through trial and error, and also a lot of YouTube. And there's not much on YouTube, which I do want to get into later. There's not much on YouTube as far as learning that. There's really? not much on That's kind of surprising. To what, after you graduate school, it's very hard to learn anything in hair for free. And huh. when, and what you know when so me personally when I got my license, I went to a salon and it was uh, under like what's called booth rent. So I rent a chair. I'm my own boss. I had my own LLC. And when you do that, you're put you're betting it all on yourself because there's in 
pretty much every booth rent salon there is, there's no walk-in clientele. You got to go out and get your clientele. Mm-hmm. But I knew how to, I already knew, like I just had the confidence, like I'm going to take advantage of the internet. That's how I'm going to do it. Well, that's the most important tool you can use right now. Yeah. And, and it has been for years and people are getting a lot better at it for sure. Cause it's, it was a different story at being a barber in 1980. Yeah. So I, I would, uh, I want to say like 2015 or 16, one of the two, I knew a guy that was doing like videography and, you know, really like pretty high quality looking stuff. And I had befriended him and I was, you know, I had the idea of shooting, like in my head, the idea was something in between a, like a hair commercial video and a music video, like something to, I it's hard to explain, but something to hype people up. Yeah. Kind of more or less to get business. Yeah. And so I actually ended up, um, spending some money hiring the videographer. I wrote out scripts for how I wanted the video to play out. I had like my best looking people come in and I started shooting videos of like, you know, uh, like hype videos of the haircuts and dude, I started getting like six, 10,000 views on the videos and I'm like, and then I see my business picking up and I'm like, Oh, this is the move. At the time, I had just ta- taught myself photography too, so I was like taking photos of haircut, which is what was in at at the time. Right. And my business really started picking up. This is I want I was twenty twenty one I think, and I was in the salons in our city at the time. There wasn't a lot of like hip barbershops. It was mostly like ethnic barbershops, and then old school white guy barbershops mm-hmm. and I was like I would like to blend kind of everything together and so I actually went out and I got a business loan I opened up a men's hair studio with four chairs uh, I got got the chairs filled in there and we started you know I did a lot of content in there and like really learned a lot about that and like how it brings in business so you saw direct results from doing these videos and immediately. stuff immediately immediate immediately results. yeah and this is something I preach to people like like that, that story is a story I tell to, I mean, probably every class I teach. You only, you don't want it to keep growing forever though, right? Because you can only cut so many so, people's hair in one day. So yeah, there, I mean, so in hair, like if you think about it like this, like if I'm like right now, I'm charging like 40 bucks a haircut, mm-hmm. which is pretty good in the Midwest. Um, so if I'm charging 40 bucks a haircut and I got 40 hours a week that you can book an appointment, if those 40 hours are getting booked so quick. Like I got a ton of people complaining they can't get in. Right. Well, then it's time to raise the price because I'm going to lose, uh-huh. I'm going to lose some people when I raise the price, but then, you know, I'm, I'm not making any less because so that's how then the people can get in. Yeah. That's how you, ra- it's I mean, not like a Walmart where you can just keep growing bigger and bigger because yeah. you're the guy that has to be cutting the hair. So people want to see you. That's, and that's one facet of it. The other facet is, you know, uh, if you do it correctly, you know, you're, you're really trying to, I'm not so much trying to grow my business as I'm trying to grow my brand. Right. And, and your prices. That's Correct. how you really make it as yeah, a barber. For sure. I never even if thought of that. That's crazy. Every day. Yeah. That's what you want to do. I mean, my, my end goal is probably quite a bit different than most barbers, but yeah, that's how you want to, you want to build. If you want to make the most cutting hair behind the chair every day, fill your books to where it's like, oh shit, you're booked out for like two to three weeks, which yeah. is pretty good for men's hair. And then, and then 
I got to raise the price 10 bucks, five, 10 bucks. You're going to lose people for sure. Yeah. It's the people you want to lose. I love it. Right. You don't want the cheap people. That was one of my biggest, you know, things that I was curious about was how you keep growing yourself and how you really make it. But that makes sense now. I've never considered that. Yeah. That's how you evolve in the shop or salon, Mm -hmm. like while you're inside of it. I'd like to evolve a little bit differently as far as like the online goes. You know, like I said, I have a, a really strong background in education mm-hmm. and uh, and I said earlier you can't educate it's very hard to educate yourself in hair unless you pay money to to go to these shows or classes and stuff man when I when I first started in hair I wanted to learn so bad I mean I would obsess dude I was on YouTube for hours every night falling asleep to it looking for shit to listen to listen to and or look at and there's nothing and there's still not much why don't you make a YouTube channel so yeah. Here comes when I opened up my barber shop. I opened. I, I started the YouTube channel and mostly just put like the like the hype videos on it. Oh, you already started one. This has been years. Yeah. Oh, years I gotta ago. Follow it, man. And it's been inact. I mean, it's still up. It's just been inactive for some years, and I'll get to that. But okay. Um. So I put the hype videos on it, and I didn't understand YouTube as much either at the time. But then in the in the place I owned, we started a podcast like pretty high level production similar to this i think you guys probably have better production but i mean think so yeah but pretty similar uh and i did i i didn't understand how to grow the youtube or really what like my vision was with it to be honest i was just like let's just do it it's just kind of playing around we're having fun it was yeah i go by the men's hairdresser it was called the men's hair drinker we had guests on we drank you know it was a good time damn that was kind of all i like I was, that concept yeah that's all i was going for <laughs> it was a good time but then now I'm kind of on a in a space where like I I do think back a lot to when I was trying to learn and how damn near impossible it was specifically in the Midwest because you know all these shows and stuff like that they're out in New York Chicago right. this kind of LA and man I when I had first started I just didn't have like I was working for myself I didn't have the money to just to spend to like learn right you know it was like a lot of try it, it made my life a lot harder not being able to find free education yeah so um you know coming soon i am currently filming a lot of different haircuts um teaching teaching how to do them in a very technical way i don't believe there's a right or wrong way to do anything as long as you get a good result but uh you know the education is extensive in these videos these are going to be free videos for people free, online? Free. On YouTube? Free on YouTube for love free. It. I'm not charging anybody. Nobody should have to pay to learn how to make money. It's, I just, it's how I feel. Think about all the and, other industries out there where people can find free YouTube videos yeah, and learn how to do it. Exactly. And all these like big hair companies, man, they are out here just trying to make money. you know. And that's fine. I get that. But not at the cost of young barbers and young hairdressers trying to learn uh-huh. you know what i mean i feel like it's a they're taking a bit of advantage of people and for me personally i didn't have the money to go and learn everything under the sun you did have the money to go to barber school though right uh yeah uh, cosmetology school yeah cosmetology and, school you know you can get government assisted loans okay and stuff like yeah. that you know they're it's just like normal college then it's um it's more 
more similar to like a trade school okay because it is a trade um, how long is it in total it's so it's an hours based thing um cosmetology and barbering i believe in kansas i believe they're the same and i th- it's either 1200 or 1500 hours one of the two basically so it's like a, a little pilot license than, kind of where you have to have so many hours before your license yeah yeah a lot like that um, and then you have to have a license before you can actually practice it right correct practice it in a facility and make money on it legally if you want to do it in your garage no one's going to stop you i mean yeah you know, no one <laughs> for cash yeah until the government finds out correct like, oh we need a cut of that for sure yeah <laughs> um yeah so they're you know i think there's five different hair schools in wichita now that they're accredited programs so you can get different type of loans to go to the school now when you go to these schools that's another thing about them man they're full-time jobs you you clock in at nine and you clock out at four thirty or five really for five or six days a week five or six days a week you know and it takes up a lot of time so it's not something you can do if you're working a side job uh, or a main know, job, I guess. It, it, you, yeah. If you working, on, if you're working a nine to five, you're gonna have to figure something else out. If you want to go to one of these schools, for sure. Do you make anything while you're doing this? So you can make so all the so how the how you learn is these schools have customers. Now the customers come there because all the services are half, or if not more than half of half of the price that it would be to go get it any other, you know what I mean? So it's, it's like, they're, you can imagine the type of, there's people, people probably that are looking in, for yeah. a cheap cut. I mean, it's just trash can people, you know? Yeah. Um, but lucky for them, that makes if, you better though. You know, like it does build up some mental toughness because when you're dealing with people like, right, you're right in the grill, you're touching them. You know, if you fuck somebody up, you know, I've, I wanted to ask you that too. Mm-hmm. What happens when somebody looks at you and they're like, "This looks like shit." Have you so, had that happen? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not so much with men's hair, to be honest. Um, like I've just, I just had a great grasp on that. But I did women's hair for years, and on and off for years, I'd say that was a lot yeah, tougher crowd. <laughs> it's a lot different, and you know, for me, luckily, like I always tried to use like charm and humor to try to ease the situation but that's not the case for everybody and yeah man you be you can be put in some awkward situations uh, some very not fun situations i've had times where i mean even like small mistakes that could be easily fixed you're not educated enough to know they can be easily fixed you're you're sitting there like oh fuck i ruined i ruined this person's life man i've i've telling you when i was in school i i did mess up a few people and Bro, I was drenched in sweat, like, freaking out, like, anxious, because, you know, you don't want to, you don't ever, nobody wants to disappoint anybody. No. You know, and when you do, it's especially, like, you, you're right there with them, looking in the mirror with them. <sighs> so you can imagine, it's, it's pretty awkward. Do you remember your first big fuck-up? I'm trying to remember. Uh, You know, like, I do remember, like, one of the first, like, ten men's haircuts I did. Um, I had the wrong blade on a clipper and there was supposed to be a lot of hair, like a longer <laughs> blade on the clipper. It wasn't on there. There was a really short blade. Oh, fuck. I scalped this motherfucker. And, <laughs> and you know, you just had to like, I mean, what can you do? It's like, all you can tell your customers, Hey, look, 
here's our options now. Like, hey, this is, this is my up, this is know? my touch that I put yeah, on you this for sure. <laughs> but you know, that's kind of what you get when you go to a school. You you know they're learning, yeah, and stuff like that. As far as like uh, in the professional world, um, I, not that I can think of right now. I know there is probably a few, and like what I would do in that situation is. And I can do this since I've always worked for myself is it's free. We're going to get you as looking as good as we can and no charge, you know? Yeah. That's a good way to, yeah. to counteract. But them. man, I'm telling you, yeah, I mean, yeah. But sometimes they're probably still like, well, now I got to look like shit for two weeks. For sure. Yeah. They'll never come back either. You know, but you already know that when you're, it's, it's a risk you take, I man, guess. Man, it's part of learning. It's part of you life, know? you know? And that's what I, I encourage people to make mistakes uh, personally, like throughout my career and my life in general, I've learned the most valuable things through my mistakes. Yeah. You know, not embrace I'm, them and learn from them and, yeah, and yeah. don't I've, let it happen. Again. I've never looked at anything as a loss. I've always looked at them as lessons. That's a good perspective, you know? man. Yeah. It's yeah. hard to stay that way sometimes, especially when you really fuck up. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. You know, yeah. Do you do sure. shaves too? Like straight shaves and yeah. stuff. So now, so fast forward, like I had that barber shop, and I, that's at around the same time I started really traveling with American Crew, and you know it, it wasn't working. I was gone too much, um, and I had a guy that was uh, renting a chair from me, and he was like two years into hair. His wife had been doing hair for a while, but his name was Joe Andra, and. He, I told him, I was like, I want to, I, I don't want this place anymore. I want to sell it. And I want you to make me an offer because I want to sell it to you. I knew out of everybody, I'm like, this guy is, the, you know, he's going to. He's the real deal. Yeah. And like, you know, him and I had a certain friendship. I also like, I just, you know, we had a lot of respect for each other. And I also, you know, he, I knew his goals and I knew that, you know, this is going to help him get there. And long story short, yeah, he made the offer. He bought the place. Uh, he bought the social medias, which were big. Oh, really? Yeah. Changed the name of it, and he's doing his thing right now. It's Damn. called Ruffian's Barbershop. He's do really doing his thing. I've heard of that. Yeah, I'm proud of him. He, uh, that's a place where you drink whiskey and stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've heard of that so that's place. So that's kind of, it started out, we started drinking there when I had had it, and then when he took it over, you know, he really, like, kind of honed everything in. That's See, dope. when I had it, I was, like, 21, 22, and I was a wild kid. Yeah. I had, I had been traveling the United States partying in the biggest cities in america you know like really you're fucking living i was man. doing the most yeah you know what i mean <laughs> freaking all sorts of stuff that probably can't even talk about probably and, shouldn't yeah and uh <laughs> yeah sold it to him and then i was just you know after that i i really didn't know if i wanted to do hair anymore like i had lost some passion and then right when that started i started feeling like that like COVID had hit and no one could even do hair anymore. And I had really just like... Yeah, that was some weird shit, wasn't it? You yeah. couldn't even get a haircut because really, you were non-essential. Yeah, yeah, correct. And I really like lost passion, you know, and like... Uh, and then I, I also, at the same time, I found out I'm having a daughter. You know, some crazy things were happening to me. And, you know, long story short, I started doing... Try to kind of get back into women's hair. And, I, you know, immediately pretty decent at it, like very good at professionalism, things like that. And I wasn't, and I was still waiting on my non-compete contract with American crew to be up at this time. Um, and doing the women's hair and I'm just unhappy, you know, 
And personally, I don't, I won't live unhappy. I refuse to. I know, like, we're in America, man. There's ways to be happy. Uh, do whatever you want. I, I do feel that way, mostly. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> anyways, I left this salon and I'm sitting here like, you know what? I'm going to double down on this men's hair shit. Like, really double down on it. My friends had opened up a barbershop. It's called, it's where I'm at now. It's called Wichita Barber Company. Um, they have, they had acquired, like, I mean, some of the better talent around Kansas and, in my opinion, the Midwest. And I was like, I want to come there. They put a station in for me, and I came there, and we started rocking and rolling. We're two years in there. So um, you work for a company with multiple barbers? So, like, how it works is, like, that booth rent kind of style uh-huh. I was telling you about. So, like, I rent a chair every, you know, it's like a weekly booth rent, monthly, however you want to do it. And... Yeah, like you run your own business, and your like, clients like so like they come choose to, you specifically yeah, or whatever. Yeah, like you go get your own clients. There's some you know there's people that come to the shop, just walk in and they're like, hey, I need a cut. Yeah, you know whoever takes care of them, you know if you can keep them as a client, great. Yeah. Um, and like how I run mine, like I have an LLC and an S corp. You know what I mean? So like we all have that. We're so you're all, all your own individual businesses. We're, we're all our much. own entities. Yeah. Correct, and we all do different things. Um. And, like, where my space is, where I'm trying to really go right now is what we were talking about with the YouTube, the education. I love that, man. And I'm pretty busy as a barber. Uh-huh. Um, just, like, you know, I've been doing it around Wichita. Are you night. working, like, 40 hours a week? More you than doing that. Yeah, I have a, that? actually, I'm, I'm kind of a person. I really, like, embrace the grind. And so when I decided I wanted to get back into it, I really wanted to, like. You're just like, fuck it, I'm going all I in. I want to bite the bullet. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, definitely, yeah. If we're, you know. If we're playing poker, I'm going all in. That's yeah. just the kind of person I am. And I was like, and I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. Let's go. Let's go hard. And I, uh, that's kind of where I'm at now. And I, I've kept a, for the last year, I've been open seven days a week. Um, you know, I work probably 60 to 70 hours. I think I'd have to go count for sure. No Somewhere shit. around there. I still get in at the gym. I still get it, you know, still get a lot of time with my daughter. Like, you know, just kind of trying to manage my lifetimes better. But, like, as far as the work goes, all I wanted to – I knew I had taken a little hiatus from men's hair and, like, passed off all these clients to Joe and his barbershop. And, Did you ever regret that? Um, in a Maybe right at first, but, like, I knew right oh, away. All right. I knew right away. I'm like, oh, well, I've done it once. I'll do it again. You know what I mean? And that was kind of my thought. However, when I was like, I'll do it again, the internet had changed a little bit. And so it wasn't as easy as taking pictures and it wasn't that easy. It was a different world. Yeah. So it moves quickly. Then you saw, and you saw kind of like, like you said earlier, like the video, you know, your Instagram is that kind of stuff that really like helps out. Um, Just being a lot more active online and really like putting the hours in you know like i mean sunday through sunday through sunday dude you know what i mean those are the secrets to success you think in an industry like yours i think any industry that you are trying to like really like come up through your own name like you don't have somebody making your hours you know if work as much as you can and keep a really like strong mind about it because do i want to get up and go to work every day no do i want to go to the gym after working 10 hours a day no 
but I don't want to go to the gym at all. Yeah, I mean, who really <laughs> does? You know what I mean? Yeah. At the but one of those things you got to force yourself. It's to just do. like a discipline. And when I really applied some discipline to my life, yeah, you, uh, you saw direct results. Yeah, and not immediately, but yeah, little by little, direct results. And now you know, I mean, I came over there like a little over a year ago with, uh, and I had some money at, at this point to put behind my marketing and stuff, yeah. but like relatively speaking, my pockets were kind of empty and not, you know, I'm sitting here a year later with you, you know, pockets are full, feeling great, yeah. still grinding hard yeah, and, you know, really like found my vision, really what I wanted to do, you know, which is what I was talking about with the YouTube stuff. Like, I hope you incorporate all of this right here oh, into yeah. your teaching style because oh, it's yeah. important for people to know all of these little points. Yeah. Because you can be the best barber in the world, but if you don't put in the grind and the effort and the online presence. For sure. It's not going to, you're not going to get the direct success that you had. Yeah. yeah. Nothing, nothing happens in the world without hard work, determination, and discipline. Yeah. I'm convinced of it. Yeah. Uh, Man, it's it's cr crazy to think like how quickly the internet's changed too. You know, five years ago, it was way easier to make content for your business. Oh yeah, and that's just five years ago. I don't even know what the next five years is looking like. It's but just I'm, getting so oversaturated, you know, because more people yeah. are catching on. It's this crazy. Younger too. generation gets older. They grew up on this stuff, so they're better at it. Yeah, they're, they're better at it. Yeah. They know the look that you want, and you gotta dedicate. You really gotta like dedicate time to learning yeah uh, like like for you like you're you're doing some youtube stuff you gotta dedicate that time to learn youtube you have it's to not yeah easy which i was clueless at the know? beginning and i'm still dedicating time <laughs> to it's not easy uh the most important thing that i found for content creation that i've learned um and you know this might differ from something like you're doing i don't really know but consistency is the biggest factor yeah. being consistent doing this every single week or in your case maybe every day or whatever yeah. it might be just keeping that consistency where your viewers know that and mm -hmm. especially like YouTube, their algorithm or, you know, I'm on Spotify and Apple and stuff. The mm -hmm. algorithm catches that and they realize, okay, this guy's been pumping out episodes for two years now. Yeah. He's somebody we can trust and we can push his content on yeah. other people. So I'm glad you said that. Yeah. It, like you really have to like, no matter, just keep going no matter what. And you know, I know I'm sure that you have it. I know that I have it, but there's a way to train yourself to have almost a delusional self-belief. And I have always believed you, you have to be, you have to have a little bit of delusional self-belief to really make it where you want to. I, I, I agree with that. I yeah. really, I really believe that. I mean, you know, you do got to like hone in your delusions cause we all do have delusions. Every human on earth has, them. Mm -hmm. but you got to hone them in. If you can do that, you know, you're, you're, you're on the right path. Yeah. I think having a delusion like me that people want to listen to my voice when in reality, they probably fucking don't, but they probably do. You know what I mean? <laughs> but then they probably do. Yeah. yeah. So you have these self doubts, but at the same time, you're like, hopefully somebody does enjoy this and yeah. like it. Um, I agree with that hundred percent. That's almost the same thing as like faking it till you make it or putting it out into the universe that this is what I'm going to be yeah, like you law of attraction type shit. stuff. Yeah. You know, I would tell people, like I said, I was, I was 20 years old, like, I mean, less than two years into hair and I'm sitting here telling everybody I know I'm going to open up like, cause what I wanted to open up didn't exist yet. There's more than 10 of them now, but when I wanted to do it, it didn't exist. And I'm sitting here telling people, this is what I want. This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to do it. Yeah. 
Uh, and you fully believed that. And, you yeah, were just talking shit. Oh, fully believed it. And my own parents looked at me like, this kid okay? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> what the fuck's going on? And I really personally never have given shit what people thought about me, uh-huh. particularly online. And so I just went hard in the paint, dude. Like, I mean, as hard as you could go. And continuing to, like, tell myself what I'm going to do, you know, like it was what I wanted, whatever I wanted, I would told myself I'm going to do that. And I'm, I mean, I don't know many people that were, are 21 opening up a business, making it successful. And they're that dedicated and that yeah. on board with themselves. Yeah. They, I mean, you hear that same story from people that are already, Yeah, you know, in that point where they've made it, mm-hmm. you see, you hear that all the time from people that have been tremendously successful in whatever they did. They have the same mentality that you did. Where they're like, I didn't give a shit what people thought. I was like, I'm doing this, you know, fuck off. Yeah, and <laughs> I, I think, uh, I mean, I'm, I was guilt. I've been guilty of this. Like, I wanted everything overnight, and I still do. Yeah. Uh, now I know, that, like, I know that's so far from reality. But at the time, I man, dude, I was grinding so hard because I'm like, I'm gonna get this tomorrow. You know what I mean? That's kind of how I felt, and I carried that attitude with me. But I, I really, I didn't give up, you know, I really, like, I went so hard, I, like, pulled, you know, I, even one of my, one of, one of my best friends, he had no interest ever in becoming a barber, I had got him convinced, like, bro, we're fucking going to barber school, you're getting the license. You drug one of your buddies in with you? He went to the barber school, got a license, no shit. and helped me open the business. Damn, dude. Yeah, like, just that kind of stuff, like, the real, I'm talking... Almost like crazy delusional. That's and a good mentality to have as long yeah. as you don't quit because you don't get overnight success. That's the thing. That's where it was like there was many, many days where I'm like, I, I just, maybe it's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. And I would look at myself in the mirror and say, tell myself, like, shut the fuck up. No, we're, yeah. we're doing this. You know, you're doing this. I, I think anybody anywhere can, as, as long as they believe they can do it, they can make it happen. It's not... It may it may not be as easy as you think, you know, but it's gonna happen. And yeah, like you said, with the consistency thing, now like with the with the internet, not even just Instagram shit, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, all that. Do you have a TikTok? I do. Yeah, I was um, gonna say that's a big one yeah, to have now. Um, kind of learning like learning that more. I was I've been using it just to like laugh at stuff, you uh-huh. know. But now that I'm doing more hair stuff with it. Um, I, I, you know, everything's gearing towards this education lane I'm going towards for sure. Um, but right now I think on the TikTok and the YouTube, Instagram stuff, I, I'm really trying to just like build a little more following before I go in and do this education thing. Cause I, I really would like this, what I do with the education thing to reach as many people in this industry as possible particularly people that are like new in the industry, yeah. which I know I can't do that unless there's a, at least a little following behind it. You know For what I sure, mean? For sure. Yeah. Um, and I do have a, I mean, I have a small one, but I'd like it to be a little bigger before I start like putting out the education. I do got to ask as far as being a white barber, it's different. Yeah. Is that a weird deal? Like your clients and everything, because people always think, you know, I need to go to a black barber mm-hmm. or, you know, there's different races and different yeah. ethnicities yeah. that like different dudes, you know? So what is that like being a white dude that um, cuts hair? So it wasn't, 
it wasn't even a thought at all at the beginning because I was in the salons, which I was basically just in there with a bunch of like, you know, middle-aged white women. And I was get hit on quite a bit. Yeah. A lot all the time. Yeah. Especially in hair school. And it's a good place to be if you want yeah. some cougars, folks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, allegedly. And uh, so, you know, that – so what I was doing, I was doing, like, haircuts that I liked, which is, like, at the time, like, the pompadours and just, you know, like, cool white guy haircuts. Mm-hmm. And that was really hard to find somebody who could do it and do it at the level that I was at the time. Um every other barbershop was yeah it was like either a spanish barbershop or mostly a black barbershop yeah and i mean i i knew this was gonna happen but like slowly but surely the like the hairdresser industry has blended with the barber industry the barber is all about like clean fades fresh lines right the hair industry is about like big loose style stuff like that it all kind of combined which is the kind of barber i've always wanted to be like i want to blend the two yeah and anyways fast forward to like a year ago which was like well like i had my barber shop but it was like all white guys in there and we i was teaching them what i know um but fast forward to like a year ago the barber shop i went into was like you definitely like every ethnicity walking in there is that right i never cut a black dude like i you like, never had before that or you never haven't? had before that not really like maybe like different one or two because i know their hair is a lot different yeah yeah it's way different as far as technique goes yeah and i also had never used a straight razor because i'm a cosmetologist and i love bro, watching I, those straight razor videos, i like man. i just watched all the guys in there do what they do and i had been experienced enough to just kind of copy and paste it you know um also, you know, I mean, so when I went there, I'm eight, eight years into hair, right? Still would go home every day and look up different ways to do stuff. Just try to find, try to find the videos, you know, they're not everywhere, but you can find some, um, and ask questions. I've not, ne- I've never been too big to learn something, mm-hmm. you know, even I'll be on a stage teaching 5,000 people and someone will ask me a question that somehow I learned something from it. You know what I mean? That's I, an important I, thing to yeah, keep. Forever. I've never been too big to learn anything. Yeah. Uh, which is a good quality in hair, I, I believe. Um, but yeah, it was definitely, you know, a, a learning curve, like, um, particularly like cutting a black dude's head versus like a white dude's head. It's just, well, a, their hair doesn't curve. have the oil in it that white people have, right? Uh, well, not not as much as that as it is like a different texture, like curly hair and straight hair. Yeah. Get differently. It's it real lays curly. differently. Yeah. Like you put, yeah. I, I may or may not have fucked a few people up <laughs> learning it, you know. Uh, have you found that a lot of black dudes like to go to black barbers only for yes. that reason? Yeah, for sure. Um, for sure. Now, the barbershop I'm in, though, like everybody that's in there, was working in kind of like a black barber shop mm-hmm. so like they're all good at it i was the only i was definitely the weak link when we started now for sure not i'm solid very good at it uh-huh. and i that's on purpose um but yeah there was a stigma for a long time like white dudes didn't want to go to the black barber shops because like the black barbers they thought the black barbers didn't know what they were doing right and vice versa yeah and then and there may have been some truth to that, but I'm t- I'm telling you now, like, 
it's all mixed in together. And if you and you really put in the effort to learn it too. You have to, yeah. yeah. And not just me though. I'm talking tons of people put in the effort to learn it. Um, and that's where I think again, like Instagram stuff like that helped because nobody gave a shit until they saw other people making money doing it. Yeah, you know what I yeah. mean. Money's a big motivator to people, and they saw it. Some would say the biggest motivator to people. Yeah, <laughs> right? I would say yeah. Um, for a lot of people, for sure, it's a huge motivator to me. Um, you know, I have uh, I have a little girl that's going to be two coming up, and so obviously, like, like finances are important when you have for children. sure. Yeah, you know, you want to provide them the best life. So, mm-hmm. yeah, money's you know, I've been to countless. Uh, like barber trade shows, hairdresser trade shows. I would, I can confidently say like money is probably the biggest motivator for everybody. Yeah. 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 It seems that way. Definitely. When you look around at the world, (laughs) have you ever dealt with anybody's hair? That's like disgusting. Yeah, man. Uh, That's always, I I think about all the time when I'm getting a haircut, I'm like, man, I Mm -hmm. hope my hair doesn't smell like shit or I have lice or something. So that was like a, that was a thing for me going into hair school and everybody going into hair school. Like they're, you know, you're not used to just digging your hands in to people that you don't know. Right? You shouldn't be, anyways. You if you're not a barber, if you are, I have questions for you. <laughs> and uh, no, but it was that was weird. But also at the hair schools, like I said, it's half the price of everywhere licensed. Yeah, so you get some people. You in can there, imagine probably. what kind of clientele it brings in, and it's not great. Yeah. And I'll come out and say it right now. The worst clients you'll ever get are in hair school. They're cheap. They want it a certain way, even though they didn't want to pay for it. And yeah, a lot of dirty people. I can see that. Yeah, um, that definitely makes sense. But yeah, um, like dirty wise, though, I would say more like smell freaks me. Yeah, out. like have you ever had somebody's head that's just like, ooh. Yeah, gross. I've sent people away actually. Have you really? Yeah, um, not in Kansas, but yes. And you tell them with their face, your hair smells like shit. Yeah, I'm just like, look, there's a certain like, there's like certain like hygiene protocols that I, and then I'm kind of fib a little bit. Like, there's certain hygiene protocols I have to follow. Yeah, yeah. And you're not up to date with it. If you want a haircut, here's what you have to do. You have to be professional. It's the political way to say your hair smells like shit, dude. Yeah, yeah. Basically, the only other one that's like that will kind of freak you out is lice but it doesn't freak people that do hair out because the thing about lice is they only attach themselves to the cleanest environment so like lice if you have a dirty ass head you're good you're not getting lice really yeah people don't know know that that. but yeah it's you would think opposite but yeah no yeah that's that's what they attach to the cleanest of scalps something that i've recently started doing just because i've heard from other people and seen this online trend that you're not supposed to wash your hair every day yeah because i was doing that you know my whole life as a kid and stuff you just buy like whatever axe or three in one baby irish spring yeah yeah. three in one yeah for sure same so i'm getting i've been getting more into like only washing every other day or every three days or whatever that's that's a good practice to keep um what that does when you put a anybody that puts a like a good like a decent shampoo on their head what the shampoo is doing it's cleaning your head right it's also like opening up the cuticle in your each little hair stripping it of the natural oil the natural oil is good for the hair Mm -hmm. um so when you do that every single day like you continuously strip oil off something and then the oil's not catching up 
Right. And so then it dries you out. That's where you start seeing people with uh, dandruff or like sure, dry yeah. hair. The hair is not doing what you which want. Which my to fix do. was always by the dandruff also, shampoo. And also, you know, there can be some hair loss from that. So that's where, yeah. that, that's the scariest one for me. Yeah, same. same. <laughs> yeah, I got some bald people in the family. So oof. Yeah. yeah. Um, with uh, what do you recommend though? Like as far as washing your hair, do you every, for men? Yeah. Every two days. Every two days. Yeah, I would say, and it, and it, and also to like lifestyle depends a lot upon that. Yeah. Like if you're like me, like I I get the gym every day and I sweat my ass off, right? Like you, you would want to wash your hair. You definitely, you would yeah. think at least so, with water at the very so least. What, yeah. So what I do is I rinse it out pretty good. Sometimes I'll like take a, a real small dab of conditioner and just so there's no like sweaty smell. Uh huh. But yeah, I mean, me personally, like I do once a week. That's how see, that's I what I hear. And, Most, and the women, like women, you see that have like the best hair. They're once once a week, once every two weeks. Yeah. Yeah, that's just how it goes. There's dry shampoos and things like that. I was freaked out at first when I first, like, I remember when I started doing this, like, okay, I'm not going to wash my hair today. I was like, oh, my God. You know, it probably smells like shit. People are probably, because th- I was an everyday type of guy yeah, for my whole life. for sure. But now I'm kind of used to it, you know, and I'll just do hot water mm-hmm. every other day or whatever, yeah. and it seems to be working out fine. My hair feels a little better. It's yeah. more, like, luscious, you know. For sure, It's yeah. not oily. Like, when you first come off of shampoo every day, it gets a little oily or something right you know? away. Yeah, you you know you got to get used to it's it. It's overcompensating yeah. really for all those. Your years body or gets used to the way you treat it. Yeah, whatever way you're treating it. Yeah, yeah. but you got to think like shampoo. That's such a modern thing. That was never the way we did yeah, stuff. Yeah, for sure. I would say that. Yeah, especially for men now. Like, um, you know, posting what I post and stuff. I get got like I get guys that care about their hair. Yeah, and so that's where I really come in and I preach this to barbers and stylists like you got to educate your clients okay so like if you come in to get a haircut I can do the best haircut on you if you don't know how to style it when you get home I failed if you don't know how to take care of it when you get home I've also failed I feel like when you go to a hairdresser or a barber it's almost like a doctor for your hair that's how I feel about it. Like, I like you, that. They should be able to tell you damn near everything you want to know about your hair yeah. and about your scalp. Uh, and I've I've looked at looked at it that way for the last nine years. I mean, why wouldn't it be? When you go to a tailor, exactly, they fit you, they dress you, and exactly. they say you need to roll your cuffs when you're doing yeah. this. You know, you exactly. Need to- like if this was great clips, it'd be different. Get in, get out. But this is not. You're paying quite a bit for a haircut and. You should get your money's worth, I think. Well, that's the thing. You know, people look at you or some other barbers and they say, why would I pay that much money for a haircut when I could go to Great Clips? Yeah, I get that all the time. Because you're getting a totally different experience. People have messaged me that for years. You're never going to see a Great Clips haircut or or artist or whatever you want to call them, hairdresser, on an Instagram reel or a TikTok reel because nobody gives a shit. You're just using a buzzer, right? Clippers. Pretty much. But when they watch your stuff on Instagram, they're like, wow. Because that's what I said when I saw... My cousin's haircut on there. I was like, "Damn, this yeah. guy's doing some shit." <laughs> I appreciate it. I yeah, appreciate it. yeah. That's kind of the goal with that, though, is like really to like, like maybe pop some eyes, and like you know, my it may look like my goal right now is like pop some eyes to get clients. I'm good on clients, but I always love new ones. I love meeting new people. My goal is to get bigger online, introduce my education, yeah, for free 
to everybody that needs and wants it. Build a YouTube channel, dude. If I mean, there's yeah. a hole in the market, like you said, and it truly is Big that. Because everybody that's, everybody, there is online education for sure. I think the cheapest one's probably 1200 bucks for, to, and you learn, I don't know, fucking three haircuts. Yeah. And I just sit here and I'm like, I get it. I get why they do that for sure. I know they're going to be pissed when I come and give it away for free, but I don't give a shit because I never forgot where I was at in the beginning. I think a lot of people have. I haven't. I struggled to learn. I didn't, I mean, I was, I didn't go to a barber school. I didn't even learn how to use clippers correctly until I had to trial and error teach myself, which ended up costing me a lot of money mm-hmm. to be just the time wise, because time is money, right? And it ended up costing me a lot of time, a lot of money, a lot of, a lot of headache, you know, things like that. I'm like, no, you know, I want to give back. I want to make sure like, people have what they need resource wise for free. Um, and like, I will be honest to everybody. I have ulterior motives to that for sure. Like I'm probably going to make some money on YouTube. Yeah. But I, I won't ever charge anybody as far as like, if you want to go online and learn how I do what I do, learn how a lot of people do what they do. You're going to learn it for free. Yeah. That's how, and I feel like it, it's badass. I, I love feel it. like it should. I mean, it should and shouldn't be that way. But if there is a real hole like you're talking about where you can't just get on YouTube and learn all these techniques and stuff and you mm-hmm. fulfill that and you make your videos and people yep. like it and they look as clean as your haircuts, yep. you're gonna you're definitely going to make some money because there's a guy that I know, well, my buddies know him, and he does beards. That's all he does, like beard oils and beard trims and stuff. And What's his name? Uh, I can't even remember. I need to – I should know that. If he's listening, I hope that he comes on here sometime. Yeah. But he's making a lot of money on YouTube, at, you know. To get to the point. <laughs> and that's only because he f- he took this hole that he found that wasn't there. And believe it or not, there's a ton of people out there that want to listen to you. And yeah. and they have the same kind of interest as you. And when you do that and you put it out there, you know, it's amazing. The following you can get, the money you yeah. can make from doing it. Like the stuff that you're talking about doing, I think that's a great idea yeah. for you to make a YouTube channel. Yeah, that, and that's the, that's the thing. The first and foremost idea was like, how can I help everybody skip past the phase that I had to stay in for like three, I don't know, however many, however many years of learning. Right. Like, how can we make that quicker? Because mm-hmm. I, to this day, just sit here and like, man, that was bullshit how, how hard it was for me to just have to learn. Bro, I would go into local barber shops and just sit there and just ask questions. No and shit. People, so, I mean, I've been kicked out of some just for like sitting there because I'm not getting a haircut. I'm just asking the barber questions. Like that's how Damn. that's how far I was taking it. You like, were grinding. You yeah. were. I, yeah. I, I mean, I would take everything far, but that's. I mean, like I didn't know what else to do. That's you some real I mean? shit, right I there. I didn't have the money to go fly to New York and learn. So that's something a, you know, a famous millionaire or billionaire would say. Yeah. Is, I used and to I'm go to still, barbershops and, and by the there. way, for you and everybody listening, I'm still not too big to go do that. I will still go to a barbershop. If I see somebody that's doing something, then I'm like, how the fuck are you doing that? Yeah. I will go and shadow them. Even I don't care if they've been doing hair one year. I'll shadow you. That's important that's to keep. A, and Never lose that. People get a big head. In the barber world, for sure, people got big heads. Like, they're the biggest deal ever. That's fine. I, I mean, I think that way sometimes about myself. I think we all do. But, like, life's humbled me, for sure. And I also humble myself. And, like, I will learn from anybody, anytime, anywhere. You know what I mean? Don't ever lose that, yeah. man. No, I don't that's, ever want to. Yeah. You know? That's something that you, 
at something that's super important that a lot of people don't have. Yeah. Some no one, people make no it one's barely. No too big. You know what I mean? A lot of people do, though. A lot of people make it barely or they're just successful enough where they're like, fuck everybody else. You know, yeah. I'm, look at me. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I'll do your thing. <laughs> See how it works. Teach their own. I'm not looking at, you know, I'm not I'm not worried about what's in five years. I'm kind of worried about what's in 20, 30 years. Yeah. That's, and that's always been my mind state, but especially, you know, when you have a child, it's really where your mind goes. Like, what's happening in 20, Changes 30 everything. years? Yeah. You know, where do I want to end Mm-hmm. And you got to start shooting for that. Shoot for the stars. Aim for the moon. That's yeah. what I think. That changes everything. Yeah. Cheers to you, man. Cheers. You're doing it right. Appreciate it. Um, I got to ask you with the straight shaves, you use a straight razor now on people's necks, right? Uh, yes. On their face. Allegedly. Um, so I don't have a license to do that. So you actually have to have a barber license. Are you serious? Yeah. So you in Kansas and I think most states, you have to have a barber license to use a straight blade. Um, I have a cosmetology license, and if I wanted a barber license, it would take me, I think, twelve or fifteen hundred hours to get it. Wow! Just to learn how to shave. So if the Kansas State Board is listening. Never used one. Don't know what to do. Well, theoretically, if theoretically, you did have a barber license and you were shaving people's necks, yeah, would so, you ever be afraid of cutting their neck? So, yeah, right <laughs> when I was learning, right when I was learning. So, actually, my first appointment ever at this barber shop, this guy came in from out of town. I think he was like a coach of a team that was playing the Shockers. And he goes, I need edged up. I need lined up. And I'll be, I'll be honest, I barely knew what that was. And... uh I went to try to do it, and it just, I mean, I had watched, oh, dude, I'm shaking, shaking bad, <laughs> and I'm like, I had watched some shit on it before, um, and I kind of just did what I thought I had seen, and it got through it somehow, no cuts or whatever, but yeah, when I was really learning how to, like, master it and get quick at it, I cut a few people, not on the neck, mostly, like, up here mm-hmm. on the beard. Uh, the neck, though, I've always been, like, ultra careful also something that really helped me learn was uh my dad shaves his head bald and so he started coming in and just having me straight razor the head that really helped me learn how to use a straight razor okay um and a lot of people do that that shave their head bald they come and get it oh no your dad's bald well i mean now yeah now at first i think by choice but uh uh, yeah we're ignoring that though (laughs) but uh no uh the neck, I try to stay away from the razor unless it's like they really want it there. Um, I just picture like an old cowboy coming into town, you know, yeah. he's like, shave me up. And, and yeah, you know, actually. Use the little brush. Funny and, they said that because age does depend on it. Because, like, you know, if you're in your 70s, you have a lot looser skin down yeah, here. Yeah, it's all wrinkly and shit. You gotta pull it tighter. You know, it's it was nerve wracking a little bit, but at the same time, I had already been through like, I mean, teaching in front of thousands of people is like, I, my nerves have been tested as damn near as much as you can test them. Yeah. So it wasn't crazy terrible, but yeah, learning curve for sure. I would just be nervous about leaving razor burn and stuff because yeah. when I shave my own face sometimes. So there's know, ways like, around that, like uh, with the steps you take as far as like, you know, using steam and or a hot towel, mm-hmm. certain products you use, putting alcohol on after. There's, that sounds so satisfying going through the whole process. Yeah, no, there's a lot to it. Because a lot sure. of people just throw on Barbasol in the morning and use a yeah, three-blade razor, you know. But sure. going to a barber and getting that towel. Di- it's a lot different, yeah. It's more, and it's also, at the same time as it is a lot of different steps, 
it's also an experience. Exactly. Yeah. At the, at the very it's almost like day. getting a pedicure or going to the spa, you yeah, know, like a woman sure. does. Yeah. For Man, sure. you go in to get a shave. And that's the know? thing about barbershops I've always loved. Like my barbershop and the one I'm in. Man, like as a guy, you walk in there, like, dude, everybody shooting the shit. Yeah. Everybody is like roasting each other. Back it's like and Grand forth. Torino. Have you ever seen that movie? It's a lot like that, actually. Clint uh, Eastwood. It's very similar to that. More like new school, less racism. Less racist. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, it's very similar to that. And like, I've always loved that because I'm like I'm a social person. I love working around funny people. Yeah. One of my favorite things outside of all this we've been talking about is stand up comedy. So I oh, love dude. funny shit. And we share the same interests the, there. Yeah. So like, Dude, the barbershop is as close as you can get to stand-up. Yeah. It really, yeah. weirdly, you get so many different characters in there, and, you know, you start working with people long enough, you get to know them, you get to know their habits, you can make fun of that. You know, I mean, it's it's a really good time, and it's also a place where you don't have to worry about, like, you know, like, I say, I've been trying to, like, hone it in on the podcast, but I, I do say a lot of, like, pretty wild shit sometimes yeah <laughs> it's a place you know you don't got to worry about being fucking canceled or anything like no, that you know what no. I mean? it's almost if, as long as there's no children or women in there anything goes yeah and i love that and you I, tell this old man his fucking scalp looks like shit oh yeah dude oh worse than that but yeah yeah you ever shave off somebody's mole uh i haven't but i've seen it happen <laughs> and uh it can happen when I got into the military, we went to boot camp, and I remember, I'll never forget, our barbers were in there, and these are just some, I mean, when you're going to boot camp. I've heard about these just, whoosh, 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 yeah, whoosh, It takes like 30 them. seconds. Yeah. So you sit down in this chair, and the first thing they say to you is, if you have a mole, point to it right now. Yeah. So you're like, uh. Yeah. And I saw kids get their moles mowed yeah. off and blood heard, coming I've, down. I've heard about these military barbers. They're, uh, yeah, they're a little rough. They don't them, really yeah. care as much as you do. Yeah, for sure. I'd imagine <laughs> not, yeah. Let's smash this bottle of wine. Yeah, what do you say, man? Yeah, for sure, for sure. Appreciate it. Um, you know, being a barber, you kind of, like you were saying with your clients, it's kind of like having a friend. It's the same person that you see oh, all the dude, time. It's, it's more than that, man. Like They look forward to coming and seeing you and shooting the shit. Shit, I look forward to seeing them, you know? Like, I got guys that have been coming to me for nine years. Yeah. You know what I mean? I've built a relationship with these guys. You know, like, I've watched them... Uh, I've, I've watched them in their happiest time. After, you know, 10 years is kind of a lot. You know, a lot can happen. It's a big I've watched period of your be, life. I've watched them be the happiest in their life. I've watched them at the lowest. Yeah. I've watched them, you know, uh, achieve their goals. I've watched them start businesses. Dude, I'm telling you, it's... And I get motivated. My clients motivate me. And uh, I don't know, maybe I'm just lucky, but I've got... I, you know, I've had some clients that have really, like done cool shit in their life and it motivates me and but yeah it's it's more than just a barber client relationship man it's like and it's even more than a friendship man i got close friends that i see you know we get older i only see them every so often once a month or even i see these dudes every two weeks every yeah. three weeks and kind of like it, a bartender and it, it, it a lot like it and it's like you're real you know, when you're real personal with somebody, when you're touching somebody, you'd be amazed the things that uh, comes out of them. Mm -hmm. Like it's like people open up a lot. I've heard a lot. They trust you. I've heard shit I can't even repeat. You know, and but yeah. that's beside the point. But like, dude really, standing like, over you with a knife or yeah, a straight yeah, blade, something like that. Yeah, but uh, no, man, it's 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 uh, 
something that's something that I didn't expect getting into hair. That's like one of like the better blessings in hair. I guess is a good way to. It's put a it. weird aspect that pe- most people would never consider. Very weird when they're getting into it. But man, it's super cool. And I also meet you know I meet so many different people. So like yeah. I've met people with the craziest stories. You know what I mean? Like whether it's like just crazy intriguing or like crazy inspirational or emotional or whatever it may be it's amazing how much people open up yeah i've also had like some super great like advice on not just business but like fatherhood and things yeah. like that you know what i mean it's, it's have you ever had people try to tell you how to cut hair for sure a lot <laughs> all the time actually yeah you're like bitch you're in the seat not me uh yeah that's what you want to say no I, I've, always, I've always been pretty decent at keeping it professional when i get like flustered like that yeah uh i've seen some people freak out though for sure and i just sit back that's funny but uh <laughs> no uh yeah people there's some people that can be pretty particular um and that just you know comes with the territory it's just it's humans being humans especially you know if you're trying to like be great at what you're doing you're gonna receive some like backlash yeah about what you're doing yeah so like i always took it as like i tried to take it as constructive criticism this is expected yeah people are gonna be doing this no matter what but don't get me wrong like after you're cutting hair for 10 hours and somebody's (laughs) sitting there like no 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 oh this is messed up you're like sitting there like shut the fuck i've been been, i'm sweating this 10 hours i'm pissed (laughs) you know but you gotta really like that's when that discipline comes back because like you really gotta hone it in yeah and being like strong-minded and disciplined it really helps with like dealing with clients yeah um it's an underrated it's very underrated quality to have is that discipline i think what about like a client that's cheating on you have you ever seen seinfeld yeah there's an episode on yeah so where uh, like the barber finds out that his client is cheating on him with another barber so um have you ever had that happen so there's like i i do actually have clients that see more than just me i'm also like you know me and maybe another guy that they see are both busy so it's wherever they can get in yeah um i don't get upset about it as a matter of fact i like it because i get to learn about it if i learn about it yeah i mean i learn about another barber this way you know what i mean like i'm like oh what they do you know like what can i do that make things better things like that and then now i'm in a barber shop where like we're all like i'm telling you man everybody in this barber shop is like top like big stappers top notch in the hair industry and i i wanted to be here on for a reason but i want to be on the best so like we have clients that like jump between us all you know what i mean and it's it, it can it can either create a super competitive vibe or it can create like a real learning aspect things like that yeah at the end of the day like i know i'm gonna be busy regardless like i just believe i believe i mean i know that just from my books but like i believe in myself like even if everybody just quit me tomorrow i'm filling that shit up in a matter of three months like i believe that i'm glad to see that you have your head screwed on straight like with everything i mean you have just common sense you understand that people are going to be assholes yeah people are going to do their own things and you're never going to take that personally that's one thing too that's another thing we're like yeah barbers and stylists I've seen it so many times of like a, a client would like jump to somebody else and they take it very personal. This shit's just business to me. Yeah. Like my personal life is a lot different from my, it, it, it all kind of mixes in, but at the same time, like I can separate my feelings from business. Yeah. And that's, that's what's going to separate a lot of people from, uh, 
being here and being here. Yeah. Uh, don't let your emotion get the better of you. Yeah. And that goes for a lot of different aspects in life. Not just I think that goes for hair. everything in life, honestly. Like you know, how how many times have you made an emotional decision that you regretted, and then how many how many times have you made you know a logical decision that you regretted? Mm -hmm. The logical decisions you usually don't regret them. The emotional yeah. ones. I have plenty. You regret all the time. Yeah, I have you're plenty. like, what was I thinking? Yeah. Well, I didn't just become, you know, I didn't I was just, I wasn't just born this way. Like I have made, I mean, mistake after mistake after mistake. I've been in, tr you know, in trouble numerous times. Uh -huh. I've had a lot of struggles in life and, you know, that's what's got me to a point of like hardening, hardening your mind. Yeah. Um, it wasn't like I was just born this way because <clears throat> I was a soft kid, mm -hmm. you know? And, um, I think you I think a lot of people have to go through it, some type of trauma to like become what they want to become. I believe that. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, Nobody you never see anybody that's successful that just has had everything handed to them. You know, red roses their whole never, life. Never. It never, never happens happened. that way. Yeah, for sure. Uh so I I would just say like to every like barber and stylist or really any entrepreneur out there jump in that pool that makes you uncomfortable. Un like being uncomfortable will make you grow you won't like it nobody likes being uncomfortable it's like going to the gym it but sucks then, but then when you, you look do it back like you mean you do some do something that makes you uncomfortable for two weeks and then look back when you're done and be like damn i'm like a bigger better person after that for sure and not and not just business i mean this is like anything in your own life exactly uh they'll be like shia labeouf just yeah. do it yeah i think the internet's made people pretty soft and uh, it's e it's and it's more welcome to be soft, which I'm not hating on anybody, but like personally, like if you want to achieve it's more accepted, you want to achieve certain things, toughen up. You gotta be Clint Eastwood. I, I be mean, a tough son of a I bitch. Would, I, yeah, I, you said it, not me. <laughs> I did because yeah, I love Clint Eastwood. Yeah, no. You just gotta be a tough, gruff old bastard, you know. I mean, yeah, there's something to it. Yeah. Do you have any other advice you want to give out there to people that want to get into hairdressing or barbers? barber school or open a barber shop or anything like that uh yeah man anybody in hair like if you are if you're looking to grow never be too big to learn you can't grow without learning um if it's if it's money you're worried about you're worrying about like starting a place uh put your head down and find a way to get it because it there's tons of money out there if it's trying to be better at cutting hair or better at doing color whatever it is you know, put your head down and figure out a way to do it. You're never, never be too big to, to go learn from somebody like humble yourselves. Even if you're the best you've ever seen, humble yourself. There's always someone bigger. There's always someone better. Just stay humble. Cause I have not always stayed humble and it's been my demise. And it didn't work out for you. I've fallen. Like, I, I probably won't, get, I don't want to get into it, but I've fallen more than I've risen. And, uh, me not being humble has been my demise every time that and you know that's the pure honest truth um i've fallen very hard in life too uh i mean just for instance like multiple arrests things like this um this is all stems from me being too big to learn from anybody and i'm sitting here i'm 27 sitting here telling you right now you're not too big to learn anything from anybody uh and just try to be, you know, try to be the best person you can be. That's all it is. Do Achieve your goals. That's some good stuff, man. Yeah.
Thank you for sharing that, by the yeah, way. Yeah, of course. That's that's very important for everybody listening right now. I mean, that's some good I said, stuff. I'm not too that's big. Real I'm life not experience. too big to share it. You know, like I'm humble enough. To, and it's like, real experience. It's, you're not just real. pulling some bullshit from very somebody real. or yeah. quoting a book or anything. Very real. Yeah. Well, tell people where they could find you. Yeah. So you can find me on pretty much all social media platforms uh, at the men's hairdresser. I'm also found at Wichita Barber Company uh, and YouTube education coming soon. Be on the lookout. It's also the men's hairdresser. Then I want to thank you guys for reaching out and having me on. I think you guys have a badass setup. It's really, it's really nice to see. Uh, you know, I see a lot of people starting podcasts here, here and there, and I don't see many people doing it like this. I this appreciate is high it, level production. Thank you. It looks really great in here. You seem to know what you're doing. Thanks, man. And I like, I appreciate that. Just uh, on, on like man to man, I appreciate that. Yeah. Watching somebody, if you're gonna do something, do it right. Do it the right so way. I appreciate don't half ass it. You, so. My dad pounded that in my head when I was yeah, a kid. Good. Never half ass things. Good. Good. And that's an important lesson. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so the men's hairdresser, it's all in my description. Go on my Facebook. Go on my YouTube. Go If you're on YouTube right now, go on my description. Click on the men's hairdresser. Find them on Instagram. Find them on TikTok. When your YouTube channel comes out, it's I'll still post there. all that no, shit. YouTube is actually up. It's, it's, it's up right now? Yeah, there's videos on there. Can I go ahead and share it in my description? Of course, and yeah, still? Of course, okay, yeah. yeah. It's all there, folks. Go yeah. find them. Go to the Wichita Barber Company in Wichita. If you need a haircut, you need a fresh, clean shave by somebody that's licensed. Of course. <laughs> and uh, yeah, folks, that's Braden for you. And thank you, sir. Thank you for sharing your story. Yeah, anytime. Thank you for your time. Anytime. Cheers. Cheers, man. <laughs> <laughs>